Okay, well, let's get going. We'll get started with a, with a brand new episode of um, Let's Talk Local podcast. I'm your host, Chris Hollifield. I have Jerry Hardesty in the podcast studio joining me. We're going to get into this conversation here in just a minute with him. We're also recording video uh, for our Patreon supporters. So thanks to those of uh, you that are our Patreon supporters. But uh, of course, I want to mention our show sponsor before I start talking to Jerry. Our, the sponsor of the podcast is uh, my real estate team, the Red Sign team. And uh, so if you're looking to move to Utah, maybe you're looking to move across town, maybe you need to downsize, maybe you need an office space. Give me a call, shoot me a text. My number is 801-244-2908. And for listeners of this podcast, I'll even let you use our moving uh, our moving van. We have a oh, big wow. moving truck I'll let you use. Uh, awesome. Obviously, as, as long as it's local here in, in, in Utah. You can't take it out of state. But oh, anyway, uh, many thanks to the Red Sign team for uh, sponsoring this podcast. Like I said, Jerry Hardesty is on this episode of the podcast. Uh, I've known Jerry for a little while. You've, uh, you've come to uh, different podcast events. You've come to some of my, uh, I, I know when some of my different podcast studio open houses, I know you've come yes. to, uh, we used to, we used to kind of be gym buddies. I mean, <laughs> we would show up at the same time. Hi, hi, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, anyway, we're going to get to know you and talk about your art and, and talk about the things you're up to. Um, but where, where should we start with you? I mean, let, let's start with your art. I mean, when when did when did art come into your life? Like, when did it pique your interest to be like, I want to start creating my own art? Well, let's say that uh, I've always been a creative person, and I started I started drawing uh, when I was in grade school, like doodles and, and yeah, whatnot. yeah, that kind of thing. And yeah. then I I my eyes opened to fine art when I went to the Nelson Nelson Atkins Art Gallery in Kansas City, Missouri, and I mean it was just I, I was overwhelmed. It was just breathtaking. So I w- I was really interested in art th- then, but I took a different uh, creative route because I I grew up as a singer and I always wanted to be a professional singer, uh, and in fact I got a Bachelor of Arts degree in vocal performance, and then I taught music for several years and I got married when I was pretty young and had my first child when I was 21. And so um, I taught school, and then I went to work for the railroad. And uh, um, what did you do for the railroad? I was a manager of public safety. I had a 13-state territory, and I traveled every single week that I was working for them. But that career be- came to an end in 2006. Now we're getting to the art part. Came to uh, an end in 2006 because I had two strokes and two heart attacks. Uh, all in this, it was all discovered all all in the same week, and so as I was recovering from the, str- I had to give up my career. And as I was recovering from the the strokes, um, I had to do quite a bit of therapy and so forth. And uh, so I was pretty depressed, as you would imagine at that time. And my youngest son said, "You need to take up art again." And so I started painting then in two thousand six, two thousand seven. And I haven't looked back. When I first started painting, I was painting landscapes and representational art. And I got bored with it because I got tired of painting the same damn tree or the same damn mountains 
all the singles. Like Bob Ross type stuff, or or not Bob Ross, but who's that? Are you, that, that is that, Bob okay, Ross. Okay, that is Bob that Ross. Is Bob yeah, Ross. yeah, yeah. No, happy I, no, I would never, I would never put myself in the same category as Bob Ross because I didn't like his, <laughs> I didn't like his work. <laughs> well, you know, people know who he is. I guess yeah, they know who he is, but the pet. Uh, the poor guy got a raw, de- raw deal. If you haven't seen the movie, you need to watch No, the- I haven't seen the movie. Watch the movie. It's on Netflix. Is it right now? Yeah, I think so. Oh, really? I, I've seen it recently. But uh, the people that he worked with took advantage of it. But anyway, back to my art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I switched from uh, representational work to abstract. And that's that's the point I haven't looked back. And I've, I've been doing abstract ever since. And if anybody out there is in the market for a painting to hang on their wall, like in uh, the real estate business here. Yeah, we need some paintings on our podcast studio wall here. Absolutely, you do. Yeah. And uh, I have a garage full. Believe me, I have a garage full. Okay. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, well, well, where do you, I mean, do you sell your art currently anywhere? Do you have them up? Like, like, or how can people see your art to buy it? I mean. I have a website. Actually, I have two websites now. Two uh, websites? Well, I have a website that I've had for years, and then I just now opened a Shopify store. And so I have art on both of those pla- those places. I post all the time on Instagram and Facebook and post images of, of my work, and I've Posted videos of me working and that kind of thing. So, so what? I mean, well, I mean, well, it's, I mean, we'll mention your uh, Instagram and all that at the end. But what is sure. your Instagram for people listening, in case they don't make it to the end? I guess my Instagram is at Jerry Hardesty Studio. Simple enough. Yeah, and they could they could go there. So, so tell me, okay, so were you self taught? Did you take classes? Did you learn from a family member? No, none of my family's work. None of my family members were ever creative. Oh, no, really? Not at all. Not, not at, at all. all. Not at all. No, I'm I'm unique. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the black sheep of the family. Come okay. On. Okay. <laughs> anyway, no, I'm I'm pretty much self-taught. I've taken some classes at um, Salt Lake Community College. Uh, very few classes, by the way, and then I've uh, done a lot of um, online stuff, online training, and. Uh, that kind of thing, watching yeah. others. Do you, do you find classes to be helpful or did you find it to kind of be a hindrance? Cause I know like oh. some people I've talked to uh, in the art world, they'll be like, Oh, you know, it, it, it held me back. It didn't allow me, you know, it made me feel like there was restrictions. Well, I think that if you go into the, uh, you know, bachelor of fine arts or a master of fine arts degree program, they do hold you back. And it's, from what from the people that I've talked to, so the friends, some of the friends, not everybody, but some of the friends indicate that uh, that they're held back. Uh, the classes that I have taken, I mean, for instance, I started to take one class, and it wasn't living up to my expectations, and I just quit. Well, it didn't matter because I wasn't doing it for a grade; I was doing it to learn, and I wasn't learning anything, so I quit. But. Uh, for the most part, the classes that I have taken have been very beneficial, and uh, I've I've learned some stuff. So, yeah. But mostly, I have to say, I'm I'm self-taught, and a lot of it is just experimentation and exploring uh, the materials that you have available and and what to do with them. In fact, uh, today I was watching one of my favorite artists, one of the artists that I follow. She's a Canadian artist, and she goes live uh, every so often and. And paints live, 
and it's very beneficial. She's she's just excellent. She paints huge pictures, though, and that's one of my goals is to have a a warehouse. See, I'll, my studio is in my home, so and I have a small home, so my my one of my goals is to have a, a studio in a kind of a warehouse setting, uh, so that I can paint large, you know, as large as this wall, these walls. Have you ever had a, a, like a studio in a warehouse? It's always been in your home? It's always been in my home. Well, what, what's it going to take to get you in a warehouse? Well, money. Well, sure, sure, <laughs> Obviously. Sure. Well, sure. I just didn't know, you know, like if there were other things, you know, other thoughts. Maybe you weren't good enough or maybe you couldn't create no, it, you no, know. No, no, no. Hey, no, I think I'm good. Well, we all have our limiting beliefs, right? Oh, like we all we have our imposter. Do you, do, you, do you deal with that at all? Like imposter syndrome? Do you feel like intimidated around other artists? Do you feel like maybe you, you shouldn't call yourself an artist? At, when I first started, I, fe- I, I had the imposter syndrome. And I, I worked through it. You know, everything that you do in life, you have rejection. Sure. You're going to have rejections. And you have to learn to accept those rejections. And a, a mentor that I had, a young man who was a mentor uh, in Salt Lake, uh, he said, just rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Keep doing it over and over and over. But, And he, he really liked my work and encouraged me very much. And, you know, as a result of, of that, I, 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 I think I've gotten over the imposter syndrome. You know, I, I, I put out crappy work. Just shitty work sometimes, but you just have to. That's part of learning and part of experimenting and part of, part of improving. Uh, I think that the, I used to have a stack of, of paintings that I called failures. And I mean, it was high. It was like uh, I had probably 70, 80 paintings in this stack that I called failed paintings. And a friend of mine says, No, they're not failed paintings. They're just unfinished. So. In order to get rid of the stack, I started painting over these paintings. And I've been doing that ever since January 1st, and I called them upcycled, an upcycled series. So I have a series of paintings that I've painted over, and they have turned out, they have turned out great. I, I mean, I really like them. So what made you decide that they were a failure, though? Because don't you think that's more up to interpretation? No, not necessarily. I mean, if I put out a piece of bad work, I don't want it to represent me. So... These are paintings that that were not good. Were not good enough to show to the public or or to sell. I wouldn't have sold. I wouldn't have sold them to anybody. So. What makes a piece of art good to you? If I could hang it on my own wall, okay, and be proud of it, then it's a it's a piece of it's a good piece of art. Do you have a lot of your art in your own house? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife gets upset because <laughs> I hang stuff up, you know, and then. All of a sudden, I'll take it down, I'll replace it, and where'd that painting go? (laughs) Was it hard for you at first to put a price tag on your art? You know, that is difficult. That is very difficult. And um, you have to work your way through that as well. And I think that's that's still something that I'm growing with because I'm taking an art business course right now that they encourage you to increase your prices. And so I have increased my prices, but in order to increase your prices, you've got to have some added value above and beyond the art itself. So, for instance, added value would be free shipping. Uh, but do you think someone's really going to buy your art just based off of free shipping? Don't you think they would no, buy your art just no, because they like they, your art? No, 
but they might not buy my art art if they have to pay for shipping. True. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess I've never really thought of it that way. I guess I'm the type of person where it's like, if I like the artist, I'm going to buy the art. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's worth trying, I guess. Yeah, it's worth trying. Yeah, but yeah, uh, putting a price on on art is it's very subjective. And I mean, what else can you say? You just do what you have to do. I started off with usually you start off with pricing your art by the square inch, based so that your art yeah. is based on size. So, in other words. Um, a twelve by twelve inch painting is one hundred and forty four square inches. So if you if I started off with a dollar a square inch at one time I did start off with a dollar square inch that'd be one hundred forty four dollars for a twelve by twelve inch painting, which uh, seems good. But I mean, it's cheap for art. That's cheap. That's cheap for an original piece of art. Now the same painting would be around between three and four hundred. So I don't want to scare anybody off. But, no. You know, it's still cheap for art, though, Jerry. Yes, it is. You yes, know. it is. Do you ever have those moments where you just don't feel like creating, though? Do you ever have those moments where you just like sure. wake up and you're like, I just don't have it in me? Sure. But I mean, what do you do? What do, you, what do well, you do? listen, when I'm not painting or not creating, I'm thinking about it. Hmm. And when, I, when I'm thinking about it, the thinking part you know, also includes marketing, which marketing for an artist, or for me, and I think for most artists, is goes against our grain. It's very, it's very difficult. Marketing in itself, I think, is probably difficult, but it's really difficult for a creative person to do marketing. Why, why do you think that is? It's on the different side of the brain. Hmm. You know? Interesting. I've never really thought of that. Uh, yeah, I could see that, though. I could definitely see that, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's interesting, right? It's, it's, uh, there's a lot of artists in, uh, in Salt Lake that I've wanted to get on the podcast. Right. But, uh, yeah. they usually, they're usually kind of the, you know, well, you know, I like to kind of just stay in the shadows. Well, the, I like you, to kind of just you know, stay in the, in the, you know, I don't want to be in the public light. So that's why I'm grateful to have you on the show. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. But yeah. you know, most artists are loners. Well, sure. They're, they're spending their entire time alone, unless they unless they have a studio like um, at Poor York, where there's a group of yeah. artists. Then you know they've got somebody they can bounce things off of. So, what but, do you do to combat that, Jerry? I mean, I'm sure you get me? lonely, right? Do you get lonely? No, I don't do get you, lonely. <laughs> you see, but you so you like your time alone. Then I do like my time alone, and my art is my creativity is my best friend. I mean, other than my wife. It's my, it's my best friend. But do you find yourself needing to get out of the house? Like you were even talking about CrossFit and stuff like that, right? Do you, do you find yourself like, hey, because I work by myself, because I'm not around people, I need to go do something else that is not art related and, and, well, and to be around other people. And, and going to the gym sure. fulfills that, that need to be around other people and be, be with other people and then, and then hang out with other people. Um, you know, in the after hours, but um, I do have a close friend who's, a, who's another artist, and we bounce ideas off of one another about our own art and our careers and so forth, and, and what we need to do to improve. Mostly, mostly about marketing because again, that's that's the tough part. Of- that's the tough part. Yes. What advice would you give? 
like, let's say, I mean, it's a pretty generic question I ask on the podcast, Jerry, but people listening, you know, they're like, Hey, I, 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 maybe I should try some art, right? Like, like maybe I should become an artist and start drawing or painting. You're, you're the artist here, Jerry, not me. What advice would you give somebody? What, 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 what would you tell somebody to start or to do? I mean, the first, just go for it, I guess. Go for it. I would say that, you know, I'm not good enough though, Jerry. I'm not. It doesn't you know. matter. Yeah. You, you won't, you won't be good enough unless you try. And I think that anybody could become an artist. Do you think so? Yeah. You know, uh, when I first started painting, uh, let me back up a little bit here. Now I was a teacher and I uh, wasn't making a whole lot of money. And I bought one of these um, beginner painting sets and at that time, it was oil. No, no one ever heard of acrylic. But I bought one of these beginning painter sets, and I did not have much room to paint. So I, I taught myself to use that oil painting set uh, on the floor using a tabletop easel underneath of a desk. That's all the room I had to paint. Hmm. And the first paintings I did were all of clowns or flowers or something like that, a still life. But, and I still have those, I still have the, the pictures of those clowns. In fact, I have three kids, three growing adults, and I have three clown paintings and each one of them want one of those paintings. When For, for each kid? Yeah, yeah. That's I'd love to see these, these clowns. You know, I used to do birthday party clown shows back in the I day. Didn't know that. Yeah, oh, God. yeah, years ago, oh, years you, ago. Have you got pictures of yourself? Well, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll have to find them. I mean, I'm not right right in front of me right no, now. No, no, no. But, no, but uh, if of you course, had, yeah, of course, I got pictures. If, yeah, you, yeah. if you had a picture of yourself, I'll, I'll have you to could commission me to paint you a picture uh, of you. <laughs> but anyway, um, my point of of saying what I did yeah. way back then is, if I can do that, anybody can do that. If you have the desire, uh, and you just have to find what style you would like to paint in. And and go from there. So you know, it's a lot of experimentation when you first start out. Uh, now it's much easier. I wouldn't advise anybody to start with oils hmm. because oils are difficult to control. And so I would advise people to start with acrylics. And there's all kinds of acrylics. Uh, start with a studio set or studio acrylics, uh, and then graduate to better acrylics as you as you become. We're, 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 we'll go to like Hobby Lobby or Michael's or something. You can like that. do that. Or, you can do or that. is there a place you would recommend to go? I to? wouldn't go. The, I wouldn't. I have gone there for <laughs> minimum supplies, yeah. but I wouldn't go there for for quality uh, supplies. Where, where would you go? I would go to Blix. It's on in twenty twenty one hundred there. Yeah. 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 No, I know where it is. That's an art supply yeah. store, a legitimate art supply store. But even they have studio quality materials. But I, I'm. I've raised my game and I use the best materials. So that's another added value to, to art is being able to say that you use the best materials, quality, uh, high quality materials. Now, when you say you use the best materials, what better, better, just paints, acrylics, better, better uh, canvases. Yes. I guess. I mean, yes. what, what made you decide to go to the best? My well, mentor. Your mentor. My mentor. Was it? Was that a scary move for you? To, yeah, it was cause, scary. Cause, because you're like, I don't want to oh, ruin this. No, it's, it has nothing to do with ruining it. Really? No. It's a scary moment because they're a lot more expensive. Art supplies are terribly, terribly expensive. 
Interesting. And say, uh, in fact, and, and I order online sometimes too, but you have to know where to order. I ordered from this company in uh, Canada. And one little jar about this big and about this big around cost me $60. And for people that are listening to audio, I know that wasn't very big that Jerry was no, pointing out here big. in his hands. It's not big. So, wow. Uh, and so, like, how long would that last you? Not very long. Well, it would depend. It, it, the quality material goes a lot longer, goes, goes a lot longer away than, than inferior material. It's that kind of that sense. way with with a lot of things in life, yeah. though. If you think about it, clothes, yes. uh, your, your, you know, um, uh, just electronics even yes you know uh well well see i was i was using studio quality paint when my mentor said you need to move to this other this other paint he said not all at once don't don't get all of the colors all at once just get a few and then keep building until you have what you want but i noticed a big difference because the quality paint covers much better than the the paint that is Interesting. And that's because I believe, I've heard it explained that there's more water in the studio quality paint and it dries faster. So, I mean, you probably wouldn't recommend somebody at the very beginning, though, to use the best of the best. No, 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 I would not. Just because they're going to be going through a lot more, they might ruin stuff. I mean, I'm sure a lot of stuff hits the garbage in the beginning. Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, to be, to be yeah. honest. Now you've mentioned a couple of times you taught school. What, what did, what did you teach at school? I was a vocal and band instructor. Okay. I didn't know if it had anything to do with art that you were, no, you know, you taught. No, I do with music. Have you ever thought about doing art classes of any no, sort? No. Would you ever do it? No. No, you're, 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 you're no hesitation. There. Well, first of all, I, I couldn't teach in public school. I couldn't teach art in public school. Why, what, what, what's, why, what? I don't have the, I don't have the qualifications. Mine are in, in music. So. Wait, like, like a degree in art? I guess you would need a degree in art. You wouldn't but, need a degree, but yeah. you'd need the. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe or maybe some work. maybe some classes like I've even done some uh, some stuff up at the U of U like with mm-hmm. podcasting classes mm-hmm. or something like that. Maybe do some art classes up there. You know, some some after hours. You know, what do they call those continuing education classes? Uh, and for seniors, they're much yeah, so they're much more cheap. They're cheaper. Or you, you ever do those uh, paints uh, inside the bars? You know, like you go in and they have those like paint nights. You, you, you know, I've done I've done one or two of those, and I I didn't like them at all. They're, they're but kind I'll of tell silly. You, I'll, silly. Tell you, yeah. I'll tell you what I have done, and that's I've painted live, and I like to I love it doing it. I love doing going painting lives uh, and, Li- and live or lies, live. Oh, live, live, live like, in like, front of an audience. Sure, okay, in front of an audience, and being able to talk with the audience, have them ask questions and. Talking through it. So this is what I'm doing, and this is why, and so forth. Have you done that? Yes. Well, t- tell me about it. I mean, so what you you had an audience. So this wasn't like on Facebook or Instagram. No, no, no. This was This live. was in, in front Salt of people. In Salt Lake City, yes. Like how many people? Oh, gosh. 50 people? 20 people? I haven't 10 had- 10 people? I don't think I've ever had 50, but I've had, I've had between 10 and 30. And how did you get them to come out? What What was the reason? <sighs> They came to your house, or where oh, did no, you no. do it? No, these were in public places. Yeah. One was I was actually uh, a guest 
instructor, I guess you could say, uh, in an art class. And I painted there and talked about my art. Uh, another was I actually painted at one time I set up, one summer I set up at uh, Pioneer Park during, what do they call it? Oh, a farmer's market, man. Farmer's market. Sure. And I painted there. I painted there. But I never could get a good audience there. Uh, maybe half a dozen people at a time, but not much more. And then one time um, I had a number of paintings exhibited at a dance studio. And the uh, director, she wanted me to come and paint live. And I was painting live there, and I had an audience. I don't, she got the audience there. Well, I invited people too, but we, together we had we probably had I don't know twenty five or thirty people. And I was painting live there, and while I was painting live, she and her well, he's now her husband, uh, very good dancers, and they put what kind of music do you want to hear while you paint? And I said, oh, I want to listen to tango. So they put on tango music, and they danced the tango while I painted. So it was cool. And then I... Made, so did you paint them while they were doing no, the tango? No, no, no. no it, was, it was very abstract. Yeah. And it was... Um, I painted it. I called it tango. And I sold it to a businessman and, and his wife in Salt Lake. So were, were they part of the audience or no? No. no. They, sold, they saw it later in a in a gallery and purchased it in, in the gallery. So That's cool. Yeah, it was cool. And then uh, the painting that I painted in at Pioneer Park for the farmer's market, yeah. or I mean, I painted more than one, but one I, I really, really liked. And it, in fact, it, it hung in um, Adobe headquarters. Okay. You know, right up the road. Just up at the, by the point of the mountain there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It hung there for three months and um, I had an open house, an open studio, uh, probably about this time a year ago. Okay. And a young couple came to my open studio, and she bought three small paintings. And then he saw this large one. And they wanted me to come and paint live at a, a fundraiser event for West Valley Arts Council. Okay. Not West Valley, I'm sorry, West Jordan Arts Council. And um, I was kind of hesitant. Uh, I mean, I wanted to, but he says, if you come in and paint, I'll buy that painting. He did. I painted, and it was it was a success. So That's I cool. It. I loved it. So now I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm taking this business art class, and one of the things that we have to do is in fact, I'd like to share my, my mission. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to hear about well, it. Yeah. Let, me, let me share the mission first. My, my mission is to involve people emotionally so they address their own sensitivities and improve their lives. Okay, it, my, my, my mission really has nothing to do with my art, but it's, but it's relative, so to speak. Okay. All right, so um, where was I going? Well, you were telling about your your uh, your your marketing classes. Oh yes, talk yes. about your mission. Yes, my marketing class. Um, I have to develop a prototype. Okay. So my prototype, I love to do public speaking because uh, I used to train public speaking. Public speaking. Really? Yeah. And so I love to do public speaking, and I'm very comfortable doing it. And so 
my prototype is to have someone hire me for a special event and they request a commission, me to do a commission painting. They pick out the colors and kind of give me some ideas of what they'd like to have. And I'll paint the painting live in their special event and and do questions and, and answers and that kind of thing. And then at the end of the evening, they'll have a painting. That is really cool. So. That is really, really cool. Let's do it. What's stopping you? Well, I gotta have. I gotta have. You gotta a, find the space. I gotta have a potential client. Okay. Okay. I mean, well, maybe somebody listening is like, listening to the podcast, like a red sign owners, or <laughs> red sign owners, right? The the the, the, the sponsors of the podcast, maybe there the red go. sign team. There maybe they go. need. You know what? Actually, that that would be fun to do. I mean, we do a lot of uh, events on the team like that, and sure. that that might actually be uh, something that we should do. You could you do, know, and, and I, then you'd have a painting for the podcast room. The podcast or, room, and then or, like, or someplace, you, you know. You know? And, uh, that's cool. And, and we could, you know, we could discuss the cost and, and the sizes of the paintings and that kind of thing, the colors and the whole bit. So, I'd love to do it. So. Well, let's and, keep it in mind. Maybe that you know. And know. you know, if you have any refer- referrals, I'd love to have referrals as well. So. There you go. I do commissions. I've done maybe four commissions. And uh, I'm open for more. I did a commission on uh, from a guy in Texas. He, and I just av- I had advertised this on, I don't know, Facebook or Instagram, one of the two, or maybe both, that I was open for a commission. And uh, he contacted me. He said, this is what I'd like to have. And I said, okay, send me a, a Venmo pay- uh, payment, and I'll get started. Is social media important? Yeah, like an important part of of being an artist. It, it is, and yeah, and I don't know if you go on uh, Instagram. Instagram is has probably more art than Facebook. That's true. That's a, true. Lot a lot, more. a lot of artists on lot Instagram. More. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I have probably two thousand followers. Okay, but I follow seventy five hundred people, and I'm at my limit, and so. Uh, I'm going to say 75% of those who are following me are probably artists themselves. And and those that's not the audience I need because they're not they're not collectors. <laughs> yeah, but you probably get inspired from other artists, right? Oh, absolutely. Right? I mean, course. like who you mentioned earlier like one of your favorite artists. I mean, do you have some other favorite artists that inspire you? We haven't really got into that yet. Oh, I have a lot. On the podcast. I, I mean, have a what lot. what are some of your inspirations? Yeah, I have like, a lot of favorite artists who any are, any you care to mention? Uh you probably you wouldn't know them. I mean, sure. okay. There's, okay. there's one in uh, Vienna, Austria that okay. I, I really love his work. He does uh, lyric, uh, lyrical abstracts, okay. and he's 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 fantastic. Love him, and he paints in oil. Um, there's one in New York City. In fact, my wife and I went, took a trip to New York City. Uh, I don't know. It's maybe it may be two or three years ago, maybe four or five. I can't remember. But uh, at that time, I was doing the podcast, and I had made contact with this artist in New York. And I said, well, I'll be there on such and such a date. Is it possible that I could come to your studio and interview you and you and your studio? And I did. And it's strange. You know, talk about black walls. He paints. That's all he uses is black oil paint. And uh, he's, he's really good. His name is, is James Austin Murray. 
And he's one of your favorites. He's one of my favorites. And you got to interview him. Mm-hmm. Was that like, were you on cloud nine? Oh, I was, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, uh, yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And he follows me now. So, which, uh, I mean, I've had several of the ones that I've interviewed now follow me, but. You know. Does that, does that give you like, like, I know how it is for me. Like when I got into podcasting, right. And then mm-hmm. some of my favorite podcasters started following me and then they would heart some of my stuff mm-hmm. and you'd be like, Oh my gosh, do, do you get the same way with oh, when, when like this James Absolutely. Oh, gives maybe yeah. one of your pieces of art a little yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah, I do. And you're just like, it's oh, exciting. Yeah. Well, let's talk about your podcast. Let's. Uh, you mentioned that you interviewed. Uh, Jay- you don't do it anymore. I don't do it anymore, and I'll tell you why I don't do it. Well, there's uh, two reasons. Okay. Number one, the biggest reason was it's so time consuming, <laughs> and the way I was doing it, it was extremely time consuming, and it was taken away from my time to paint. Okay. Which, you know, so it was defeating the purpose of doing the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And number two, it's extremely expensive, as you may know. So, as you're sure you know. Yeah. So between the two of those, I had to, I had to weigh it. What, what were you doing that it was so time consuming? I mean, just, just all right, doing would, it at all, I guess, is time consuming. I, I would get somebody that would be interested in having me, being my guest. Sure. And whenever I got uh, contacted. And some of these were very highly, highly professional in their in their field. I mean, one guy was a, a director, a writer, a movie director, a writer, and mm-hmm. I mean, he did the whole thing, the whole gamut, and painted the sets for his his movies and so forth. But anyway, um, whenever I got a request to be a guest on my show, I would do research on that individual. So then I would personalize every single interview. Uh, and I, I, I typed up yeah. questions to ask and that kind of thing. So it took a lot of time. And then afterwards, you know, putting it together. And, and I had a um, website just for the podcast. So I'd, you know, download all that. So it, it was time consuming, so, like I say. But do you think the podcast got people to your art at all? Do you think it drew people... Do you think it helped out in that department? Hmm, good question. Yes and no. Yes and no. I mean, not as much as one would think or, or sure. one would like, but, you know, each of these podcasts wasn't about me or my art. It was about well, artists. True, and their art. but they're getting to know you because they're coming back week after week. And uh, yeah, I'm sure you were mentioning your websites and people were, you know— I'm sure you met some connections. I'm sure it wasn't a complete oh, worthless. You know, How oh, long no. did you do it for? How, you did it for a couple of years, didn't you? No, I did it more than that. I think it started in 2018, and I quit probably in 2021. Oh wow! So you, I mean, so you did? I, I did a hundred. Uh, I did it after I did a hundred, uh, hundred shows, and I quit. Okay. Well, I mean, let's get you. Would you ever get going again? Would you ever start it up again? Do you ever miss it? Yeah, I miss it. I really liked it. I really enjoyed it very much. So I enjoyed meeting other artists, talking to them. I enjoyed learning about their process. That was probably the best part, was learning about their process. And um, I have thought about not doing it like I was doing it, but doing a, a shorter version. For instance, a, okay, here's your 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. That kind of thing. 
I think, I mean, I think podcasting, it's interesting, right? Because it doesn't bring, like for businesses, I think it's such a great tool mm-hmm. to use because there's nothing more intimate than a podcast. I mean, we're in somebody's ear holes right now, literally. Most, I would say over 90%, 95% of people probably listen to podcasts by themselves. In the car. In the car, by themselves. So they're paying attention and they're there just to listen to you, Jerry. Yeah. Talk about yeah. art. You and, have their attention. You know, it's funny because I have a friend at, at the gym. We've been friends now for, I don't know, five years or so. I have a friend at the gym who had, when I was, when I was podcasting, and it was in the early stages of my podcasting, his, his uh, youngest daughter was in junior high. Okay. She found out that I was doing podcasts, and she started listening to my podcasts, and she thought that was so cool. <laughs> so anyway, she's still kind of a, a fan. She's, she's now a senior in high school, and she, um, she every once in a while, her name will pop up as having looked at some, something that I posted and really, yeah. liked, and really liking it. So yeah, you know, when you get when you get a teenager yeah. interested in your work and that kind of thing, that's hey, what more can you ask? <laughs> you know, you you're right, and I mean, back to the time cons- you know consuming of it, it, cons- it, it does take time, and that's why like I'm even trying to figure out ways with this podcast of like what can I do to save time. Well, right? you probably edit. I never even edited. I don't edit very much anymore. Well, I, I used to spend a lot of time editing. The only thing I would ever do would be I would put and um, kind of an intro at the beginning and a closer, and that was it. So then it, it was pretty. It was pretty organic. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had a lot more time too. I mean, I was just doing the podcast. Did you make any money? I, I was for a while there. That was my full time job. I wonder was was the podcast. Yeah, but, but you now, had but you had a lot of sponsors, right? We had sponsors, and uh, we had a lot of donations, and we had a lot of uh, that way. And it was it's interesting because at that time, I just didn't I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't really know how to keep it going. That's hard to believe, you know. But you know, I was a man. I was a one man show. Yeah. I mean, I I had no patrons, I had no sponsors, and um in my feeble attempt to get some, it it didn't happen. So Well, I mean, let's figure, you know, we'll figure out a way cuz I mean, that that's one thing I actually want to get going more of is um, you know, over the last few years I haven't done a lot a lot of stuff with like podcast classes and podcast meetups mm-hmm. and trying to to do that. You know, I've been involved with like the Utah Podcast Coalition. They meet at Title One there every month. But it's like there's just more I want to do with podcasting. And I want to kind of get back to my my personal roots a little bit. And that's why I'm kind of hounding you, Jerry, because I'm like, let's got to keep that podcasting <laughs> spirit going. Got to keep that that independent because it is a lot of work, but we have to find a way for it to be beneficial for you. Well, I am I am in the process of questioning my 
time I spend at the gym. Yeah. Because it's it's nine o'clock every morning for an hour, so you you, get, you know you take a half hour before to get there, and then a half hour to get home, and after the after the class and that kind of thing. But as an artist, and I think most artists do their best work of a morning. Hmm. And I sometimes get up of a morning and will paint before I go to the gym. But it would be really nice to have that whole morning. So I've been thinking about well, maybe I should be going to a five a.m. class at the gym. And then coming home and painting. So I don't know. I'm I'm weighing the options. Why do you think that is that you paint better in the morning? Your mind's free. Mind's open. You know, yeah. Just let it go. Interesting. I guess that you know they like they tell people to, you know, you do your best work before the before the 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 day gets going and and before the hustle and the bustle and you know that's why I try to get up in the morning before the kids are up or before the you know people start calling me and before you know all the the big, uh, the big transactions need to take place. Well, but, I can uh, ignore the phone. Uh, I don't ignore the computer, which I should, but I can ignore the phone. And I don't have any kids at home, so. Yeah. <laughs> and my wife doesn't come in my studio. She doesn't come in. She'll come to the door and, and if she needs something. But if I close the door, she doesn't even come to the door. So Is she pretty supportive of your, yeah, of your yeah, work? Yeah. yeah. But one time she, she did come in and she said, how'd you get red paint on the ceiling? Yeah. <laughs> and I showed her. <laughs> but she wasn't too happy because I had paint on the ceiling. So I'm a messy painter. Do you, do you get really into it? Do you put the music on really loud and just really get into not it? Not always, no. But when I do, I, li- I listen to jazz. Is that what you listen to for inspiration? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For I motivation? Love, I love jazz music. There's a, there's a correlation between jazz and painting abstract because it's intuitive it's on it's improvisational so when when you paint uh, when I paint abstract and most abstract painters and, and it's expressionistic so you're you're expressing your emotions and your feelings and that kind of thing so it uh, you're not going to see any images for the most part in my work but you you each each stroke, or the subsequent stroke is a response to the first one that you lay down. How many paintbrushes do you think you have at your house? Um, 150. Wow. But I don't, I don't, I don't use paintbrushes very often. And I'll tell you why. I don't like cleaning the damn things. What do you use? I mostly use. I use anything that will make marks. I use palette knives. I use anything you can find in a, a, a kitchen supply store that. Or a hardware store, I'll go to those places before I go to an art store to get something to make marks. Yeah, I love it. And then, uh, once you get into it, you learn what will. You, you sometimes you remove as much paint as you put on the canvas, and you have to. If you let it dry, though, it's harder to remove. But while it's still wet, you can remove it pretty good. And um, I use rubbing alcohol mostly, or I have a bottle of rum in my. In my studio that I'll use. I, for the pain and for yourself, right? Like exactly. A, a, shot, <laughs> a shot for you and a shot for the for the canvas. But I also use things like Windex and that kind of thing. But uh, one of my favorite tools in the studio is a squeegee. Okay. Just just squeegee it right off the canvas. And... You know, I just squeegee it on, too. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's fun. 
So besides creating art, what are some of your other hobbies? What else do you enjoy doing? I mean, you mentioned CrossFit. CrossFit. Art. uh, Any other hobbies? I used to play tennis, but I wasn't very good. I was never an athlete. I was never very good at that. We, uh, my wife and I enjoy sports. Uh, like we, we enjoy the Utes and the Jazz, and okay. we're big Kansas City Chiefs fans. There you go. And that's because we're from that area. And uh, is that where you were born? I was born in a small town south of Kansas City, and she was born in a town north of Kansas City. And she was born in Missouri, and I was born in Kansas. But uh, we met on blind date in Kansas City. So, what brought you to Utah? I was transferred here by with my job, my corporate job. Okay. And you love it? You love living here? Uh, it's okay. It's okay? Well, I ha- I have a son in, in and I have a son in Nebraska and I have a daughter in Kansas. I have six grandkids all back in the Midwest in Nebraska, Kansas or uh, Texas. And so they're pulling you that direction, huh? Well, yeah, but we've been here 29 years, uh, and I have we have a son. Our youngest son lives here, and he's what keep, kind of keeps us here. What do you think of all the growth here in Utah? I mean, oh, the last couple of years, isn't it just gone crazy? Well, not not only just the last couple of years, since we've been here, it's gone. It's well, yeah, gone 12, over the last 29 years, yeah. Yeah, it's gone crazy. I mean, <laughs> and, you know, when we first moved here, you didn't see a coffee shop anyplace, and now they're on every single corner like across the street from all the churches. Yeah. <laughs> And nobody knew how to make a cup of coffee here. Nobody knew. I mean, you went to Starbucks and you would ask for just that black coffee. How do you make it? I just know how to make fruit smoothies. Yeah. So those are those are some of the things. We love we love to go out and eat. So yeah. Well, what are some of your favorite? I mean, that's that's a question I'll ask a lot here on here, Jerry. Is what are some of your favorite local eating spots? Oh my gosh, there's so dang many. Well, well, where is it? Where is maybe a couple you've enjoyed recently? Slackwater. Okay. Okay. And we've done. Been to both the one in Sandy and one downtown. Okay. And let's see, what else? Uh, we like we like to go out. To, we like to go out for brunch, and we went to what's it? Oh, Penny Ann's. Penny Ann's has got a good brunch, some good pancakes, man. Well, we like the scones. I haven't had the scones from Penny. Oh Ann's. my gosh, they're so good. I have to try them. Yeah, have one. And I like pancakes. Yeah, we. I used to like. Um, Tradition. Okay. Okay. And they had great pancakes and bacon. They had a great brunch. And they took it all off the menu, so I'm not going. <laughs> You're like, I'm not going there. You know, we need a Waffle House here in Utah. You ever, I'm you know, not you, into waffles. I never waffles. was. Waffles. I never was. Okay. We went to Hub and Spoke this morning. Hub and Spoke is good. Yeah. And they've changed the, They've changed a little bit better. I don't know what they've done different, but they've changed. There's this morning, the pancakes were, ju- they were uh, sourdough. And they were perfect. They were okay. hot. I, you know, if the melt, if the butter comes out and it's not melting on top of pancakes, then it's it's not hot enough for me. And I like my coffee really, really hot. And if it's not, you know, steaming hot and almost burning my tongue, I don't want it. Well, anyway, today it was perfect. Everything was perfect. We also like, um, oh, what's this big seafood restaurant? Market Street. Yeah. Market yeah, Street. Like That's that. always a favorite. Yeah. Yeah. And I love Italian food, so almost any Italian restaurant. You know who, I had somebody on the show one time, and they mentioned an authentic Italian restaurant. And I, I want to say it was in Sugar House. My mind is blank on what it is, and I'm, I still haven't had a chance to go there. And now that you brought remember, it up. 
I don't remember. No, this was years ago. Oh, this was okay. years ago on the show. Well, you know, and, there's one uh, down at uh, Trolley Square. Hmm. Across the street. The old spaghetti factory. Huh? The old spaghetti factory right there. No, no, no. I've been to the spaghetti factory and that's not. <laughs> Are we, we had two restaurants that we kind of really liked and we, we went to them several times. And uh, these two different restaurants, I think they're sister restaurants, and I'm not going to name them on the show. Yeah, okay. But they both, you know, we signed the, or I signed the, uh, credit card receipt and yeah. tip on the well when we got it, the bill on our bank statement they had raised the tip on both these restaurants you're kidding me. and it pissed me off well, do, do you think they went in and wrote on there like i don't know what they did i don't know what they did i contacted one like a lot did they raise it by a lot or a little <sighs> five or ten bucks I okay think. i don't know interesting I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, I don't want to put, I'm just curious now that you mentioned that. Like, was that hundreds of dollars? No, no, or? no, 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 nothing like that. I would have really been stomping mad. But I called this one and, and it's, oh, we'll, we'll look it up and get back to you. They never, never got back to you. Never, never did. But, and so uh, we, we quit going there. We quit going to both of them. I had that happen a couple of times. I opened a bar tap at the bar and people were putting drinks on there. And I was like, eh, I'm not doing that anymore when I opened up bar tabs. You know, I'm, I, I just stopped opening bar tabs and just took cash. I'm just like, eh, I'll just pay cash for yeah, yeah. for drinks and, and or close my t- tab early every time. So, well, cool, Jay. I am so I am so glad that uh finally get you on the podcast and well, finally you. get I'm- you on here and... and have you share your story a little bit? And I mean, there's probably a ton more that we could get into on the podcast, but uh, I mean, is there anything that you were hoping we would talk about that we didn't get a chance to talk about that why the microphones are still going? Yeah. Yeah. I I think that you've covered quite a bit. Yeah. We we covered quite a, quite a bit there. I'm sure there's a lot of things I could, let me tell one story. I'd love it. Yeah. Well, I was painting live on Instagram. Okay. And I had an audience and, and I was engaging them, or they were engaging me in conversation. Well, I had this one gentleman that kept asking questions, kept asking questions. And it turns out that he was, his name was Dominic, and he was from the UK. Okay. And he said he was really interested, the reason he was asking so many questions is because he was really interested in going back to painting himself, to picking up his own brushes and painting. And so I never got any more information about him other than his name was Dominic. So I named this painting Dom's Hope. Oh. And I still have it. I still have the painting. I wish I could I wish I could find somebody who knew this Dominic in the UK so that I could. So he was watching you on your Insta. So maybe maybe you need to just start going live on Instagram and be like, Dominic, are you out there? Yeah. I'm now offering the painting as a limited edition painting, limited edition print painting. Yeah. So that's cool. That's cool, man. Yeah, it's a cool story. Do you go live a lot on Instagram? You know, I, well, this past week yeah. I have, uh, I, I just did a series for the, kind of opening the holiday season. Yeah. Of 12, I have 15 12 by 12 inch paintings in this series uh, called the, what did I call it? Unity. And originally the, they were being, the, the theme was based on, on um, color psychology. Yeah. 
and on special, the emotions we feel on special events. So the very first painting is unity, and it's gold, blue, red, and green. So I say the gold and the blue are for Hanukkah, and the red and the green are for Kwanzaa and Christmas. So it's unity. And so then uh, a number of the other paintings are more, they're all called unity, 1 through 15. And uh, uh, so they're, you know, they're available for the whole, but a number of them are black and white. And I really like black and white or using a, a limited palette where you only use uh, two or three colors. Yeah. So. And people can follow you on Instagram, Jerry Hardesty Studio, right? At Jerry Hardesty Studio. At Jerry yes. Hardesty Studio. Yeah. So go follow Jerry. Watch him doing some painting live, right? You know, yeah. and, and, you know, and, so, and connect with him. Yeah. So the live that I did this past week was introducing this whole series. Okay. Uh, so I did that live, but, um, and then send, and then I'll have, I, I'm going to tell my listeners to send you a DM on Instagram and say, Hey, I oh, heard, yes, I heard please. your episode. I love yes, it. I want to buy your paintings. Yes. Well, when is this going to be aired? So this will be up, uh, next week, actually. So, so not this upcoming week, but the next week. So next when week. When do you, when uh, so, well, I, I'm actually, so, okay, actually I'll, I'll say that right here. I mean. I, I was releasing episodes on Wednesday, but I'm switching it to Thursday. It's just okay. a lot easier for me to uh, to drop them on Thursday morning. Yeah, and um, and so this will be up Thursday, not this upcoming Thursday, but the following Thursday. Okay, is 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 it will be up? And what so. time do you uh, do, are they usually? I, I try to give up at like one in the morning. Oh, so yeah, so okay. they're they're scheduled to go up sure. and 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 all of that. So okay. So yeah, so so uh, connect with Jerry there, and then you're on Facebook. Is that just Jerry Hardesty Studio on Facebook, or how can it's Jerry Hardesty Studio on Facebook, or oh, yeah. just Jerry Hardesty either, either one? Can you get into any of the other social media sites at all, or, or uh, I, I know, just I've, I don't know if there's really TikTok. I've tried, but I've I've you know my, my it takes so much time with Instagram <laughs> and Facebook that there's not much time for anything else. So. And those it, are the two main ones. Yeah. Being a content creator is a full-time job Yeah, by itself. Yeah. And uh, so when you're doing your job and then you have to create stuff and then you got to do it, it's, oh, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Do you have a website? What's your website? My, my website is jerryhardestystudio.com. Uh, easy to remember. And uh, I can't thank you enough, seriously, Jerry, for, for coming in the, uh, the podcast studio, sitting down, uh, and for... People watching on video, thank you for watching on video. If you would like to uh, get access to any of our, our videos behind the scene, check out our Patreon page. And uh, other than that, anything else you want to add before we close this episode out, Jerry? Well, I thank you for yeah. having me as a guest. I really appreciate it. Uh, I hope that, uh, well, I hope I get some business as a result. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you too, you too. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, again, you've, you've heard me. You've heard my story about needing a prototype, and if you need somebody to paint live and, you know, produce a commissioned painting for you at the same time, hey, it'd be great. There you go. I'd love to do it. And if you haven't left a review for the podcast yet, go ahead and do that in uh, in uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I'm here every week, like I mentioned. Uh, they're going to start dropping every Thursday. I was I was doing it on Wednesday, but I also produce uh, my real estate team's podcast, the Red Sign Podcast. That comes out on Wednesdays, and so it's just kind of a, a tough to kind of have both of them coming out yeah, on the same sure. day. And I can imagine. And uh, 
So I want to spread that out a little bit. And uh, other than that, we'll see everybody on the, uh, on the next episode. Love you guys.